We got it. We got it. All right, guys, thank you for that. It's time for our second communities update of the day. We've got Mary O'Connell here to talk to us about running on ice. Mary, thank you for joining us. We're getting into that summer months, which means that produce season is hot and running right now. But you got to keep it cold to keep produce fresh, right? What do people need to know going into the start of summer produce season? Yeah, I mean, it's produce season, so um, you'll have a lot of carriers that um, think that they can haul produce because they have a reefer trailer. But in reality, that's not really um, how that is. So the biggest thing is that, you know, when you're onboarding a new carrier um, or you're looking for a carrier for your shipper, the biggest thing is to make sure that they have experience with produce loads because there's a whole other set of things that come with it, whether it's um, temperaturing the product before you get there, you know, making sure that you roll up. And if it's supposed to be at 34 degrees, you roll up, your trailer's already at 34 degrees, and that product is also at 34 degrees, or at least close enough to it, because you don't want to have a trailer at 34 degrees and then stick something that just came off the hot field in the trailer, because that's going to cause it to wilt, get uh, affect the humidity of it, and that's going to more than likely lead to spoilage. Same thing with if you, if the product is cold, but you roll up with a trailer that's at 40 degrees and it's not quite low enough yet, you're going to have that same problem as well. So... The biggest thing is just to make sure that, you know, you're communicating those needs and everything to that carrier whenever you're booking that load, because the last thing you want is for all that hard work, all those resources that went into growing that food to then be wasted because of, you know, just a simple shipping problem. And Mary, what's one of the biggest pro tips that you would have when it's harvest season and everything gets ready all at once and you need to be ready to go? Um, I would say try to do as much of it as you can ahead of time um, because uh, produce season is definitely one of those things that it's a hurry up and wait kind of situation. Like you kind of get, you figure out the carriers you want to use for an area. You might call them a couple days or a week beforehand saying like, hey, it's looking like it might go around this time. Um, Are you ready? Can you be ready? Basically, can you just hurry up and wait? So when I need you at the drop of a hat, you can show up because unfortunately produce season is not like, oh, it's May 5th. Let's go ahead and pick up some stuff in the field. Unfortunately, that's not exactly how it works. Um, I wish it was, but for the most part, the farmer makes the call that day if they're going to harvest that that produce or not. You know that for the most part, you know stuff in you know, the tip of Florida up to kind of like all of Florida is kind of experiencing some level of harvest season. And as was like the super Southern Texas and super Southern parts of New Mexico and Arizona, those guys are kind of having their moment right now. But I wouldn't say that it's like officially their go time. They probably have like maybe a week or two before it's all hands on deck. Everybody goes. Um, So I would definitely say that, you know, just have almost everything ready ahead of time, like have maybe carriers onboarded, have their paperwork done, their credit checks done, that whole nine yards of, you know, have everything done ahead of time and as well as those shipper expectations, have that done. And that way, whenever it's time to go, you can just the ground running. So Mary, I met a driver a couple of weeks ago who told me that she had hauled produce for years. And there was one point in time where she was going across the Mexico border, U.S.-Mexico border in Texas to pick up a load. And she got stuck across the border for eight days, which of course led to her load spoiling and them having some big time issues. So when it comes to produce season and temperature controlled freight, obviously you have to have some contingency plans in place. You also better have a pretty good claims team to handle some of this as well, right? Can you talk about some of those contingency plans 
plans when it comes to hauling temperature-sensitive freight, but specifically in produce season? Yeah, so pretty much any time, just the nature of produce is it's something that needs to move quickly and it needs to stay at that exact same temperature with the exact same level of humidity, everything like that. There are so many um, different like requirements for shipping it that you really need to make sure that you can maintain that the whole way. So for example, if you get stuck on the side of the road or if you get detained in Mexico, the first thing that you want to try and do is recover that load. See if you can transload it, you know, if the truck breaks down, you know, stuff happens. And so you want to have that immediate backup plan of how fast can I get something reloaded and set and ready to go. Um, if that's not the case, okay, well, how long can we run that reefer unit? How long can we extend the life of this as a way to salvage half the load? At that point in time, it just becomes damage control. Like, am I going to have to lose the entire load or can I still salvage some of it? Because unfortunately, you know, if a load gets rejected, if like a load of soda gets rejected from a shipper, for the most part, you can take that to a food pantry and still donate it, whether it's like because like whether they can't accept it or whatever, it's still donatable to like a food pantry or whatever. But unfortunately with produce, once it spoils, it spoils. You can't, um, you really can't donate it somewhere. You can't take it somewhere else. It's really about, um, it's really just about, you know, well, now it has to go into the landfill, which nobody wants because then we've wasted all those resources growing that food. And then it just, you know, perpetuates the food insecurity that we have in the world today. And Mary, sometimes, as this previously noted, you can have instances where there's just unavoidable mistakes, but there are some things that can be avoided. And what are the most common mistakes that can be avoided and how can people get around those? I think it kind of comes back to some of those problems that we have with, um, you know, just like carrier breakdowns and the lack of communication that's around stuff. So carriers definitely um, can thrive from some, um, they can thrive from some, you know, communication levels. Even if you have a carrier that is a professional and they've hauled produce for 30 years or they're, they're an expert at it, you still want to touch up, you still want to touch base with them and say, Hey, you know, these are the requirements for this shipment not quite treat them like they're a first-time carrier, but definitely review some of those requirements for the specific shipper or the specific load with them, just so that way they probably know it in their sleep. But it's one of those things that it's really important to make sure that you continue to convey this message because you don't want to have any surprises. Um, and you definitely don't want to have one of those situations where they show up, they don't temperature the product, they don't know how cold it is or anything like that. They stick it on a truck that should be around the same time temperature and then you get to the receiver and it's spoiled and then you have to go through the whole claims process. No one wants to handle claims. Like I don't know anyone that's like, ooh, I want to get a claim today. But um, unfortunately, they are a factor doing business. So uh, it's just one of those things that you really want to try to avoid if at all possible. So Mary, we've got Running on Ice coming up this afternoon. Who's going to be on the show today? And are you guys continuing this conversation about produce season? We are. Funny enough, we have Mitch Mazzaro, the Director of Temperature Controlled Solutions at Arrive Logistics. We are kind of really breaking down that 100 days of summer, what produce season looks like and how you really go, like have to be ready to just pedal to the metal go at pretty much a drop of a hat. And Mary, you just got back from Chicago. Can you tell us real quickly a little bit about that trip? 
yeah, I was very fortunate to be able to go to the Future of Food up in Chicago at the Chicago Venture Summit. It was absolutely fantastic. There's a lot of really impressive things coming out um, in the food world, um, all the way from contamination testing to people growing meat from cells um, that doesn't actually involve an animal. It is absolutely insane. And I think the biggest thing that everyone's working on is making food approachable, sustainable, and affordable affordable for everyone, not necessarily those that are just in communities that are, don't necessarily face food insecurity. That's awesome. And love to hear the stories from that, Mary. Thank you for joining us this morning. We'll catch you this afternoon for Running on Ice. We're going to take a quick Thanks. break and we'll be back with uh, more Freight Waves now in just a few minutes.